This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Dr. Sleep, a new chapter from Stephen King, author of The Shining. The B is for Boring Tagline. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm not Brett. Nope. I'm Troy. And there's I no Hotlanta. No, I would not even try to be Hotlanta. I, uh, I, that is just not in my, anywhere in my my uh, my mental makeup. Yeah, nobody wants to be Hotlanta. <laughs> but somebody is. But we finished off Stephen King month this week. Yay! Yeah, and if you go by time, we actually watched like six Stephen King movies. <laughs> well, just because these last two movies were two and a half hours apiece. <sighs> we spent a lot of time with Stephen King this week, this month. Yeah, and in general. Yeah, I read a lot of his stuff back in high school. I did too. Yes. I, I read, with Nij- Go ahead. I read it, which is like a fucking 1100 page book. <laughs> I never read it. I mean, I read the stand. I read a whole bunch of stuff of his up until about needful things. And then I kind of like grew out of my Stephen King phase around that time. I think maybe I read bag of bones and I don't, but I don't remember anything about it. There's a bag also containing bones. Probably. Maybe Rose Matter I read, but it didn't make any sense because I think it's a sequel to something. That's the Haunted House one. Or maybe I read the sequel to Rose Matter. That might be what I did. Yeah, it was it was very confusing. I just like I can't I apparently I don't Stephen King anymore, so I stopped Stephen Kinging. Fair. Yep. So I didn't read Doctor Sleep. Neither did I. I did read The Shining though back in the day. But we did watch it. We did, as requested by nobody, actually. No one in particular. Oh, we just like, we need a Stephen King movie. Let's do one of the, let's do his newest one. Dr. Orb Sleep. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, how does Dr. Orb Sleep start? Well, we'd start off at the beginning. It's a beginning. Yes. And we're uh we're in the eighties. There's a a girl. She's camping with her family. She's uh traipsing around, and we see a lady in a top hat, which wasn't. Well, it's not really a top hat. It's not tall enough to be a top hat. Well, then what is it? I'm not. Fuck it. I am not a haberdasher, so I don't know. But it's. I think it's too short to be a top hat. All I know is the person wearing that kind of hat can't be trusted. Exactly. And it has nothing to do, and I'd just like to state for Chris's benefit to the audience, it has nothing to do with the fact that she's Irish. No. It doesn't help. <laughs> that certainly didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she sees her sitting down there, the girl does, and she's like, hey, what's up? I can uh, do magic. Check it out. Here's a flower. It's like your name. 
Violet. Violet. Yes. And then a uh, Violet turns around, and there's some totally ominous guy standing there. And she's like, "Hey, don't worry about it. It's just my buddy. He stands there sometimes." Was the sky made of amethyst? Uh, I'd have to watch it again. I don't believe so. I believe it was no. made of normal sky things. Damn. And then uh, she lets her know that she's she's gifted. And talented? Yeah, she's got the shine. Oh. I don't think that's what they meant when they told me I was talented and gifted. No. Although I did remember one time, like, we were driving by a school and it said for, for like, for special kids. And I was like, oh, I should be in that because I'm special. My mom's like, not that kind of special. <laughs> Fair enough. So, yeah. Yep. Try to get myself put into a special needs school. <laughs> I mean, maybe you just do something she didn't. Uh, maybe. I probably should have been in a special needs school. <laughs> or else I wouldn't have ended up here on a podcast talking about this movie. So, uh, the long and the short of it, the upside is uh, bad things happen to Violet. We're yes. unsure what exactly, but they ain't good. No. Because uh, several people have appeared behind her and they all kind of rush her. Yeah. And they, got, they like, you know, encircle her. You know, like a pack of dogs. Yeah. And then we uh, cut over to old uh, Dr. Orb. As a, as a child. Yeah. Yes. Who they insist on calling Doc incessantly, like just to make sure that that, that you're prepped for when they call him Dr. Sleep later. Because apparently everyone, apparently his mom now calls him Doc instead of Danny, even though all during The Shining, she called him Danny. Yeah, and I just want to say kudos to the movie for just getting people to play the versions of the people from The Shining instead of, like, grafting horrible CG faces yes. onto people, which I was yes. worried they were going to, you know, like, hey, let's let's get a person and then graft Shelley Duvall's face onto her. I mean, her face can barely be qual- counted as a face, a human face, and trying to CG that onto someone would be some kind of nightmare. And uh, so old Danny boy, he don't talk. He's still very traumatized from the events of The Shining. I don't know why. It seemed like that was a pretty okay family trip. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the pipes, the pipes are calling. That's but good. Yeah. Well, you said Danny boy. What the fuck else was I supposed to say? <laughs> no, I'm just glad we got it out of the way right now. <laughs> I mean, from Glen to Glen and down the mountainside. And he still uh, occasionally sees the ghost monsters from uh, the Overlook Hotel. Like the tub lady. Yeah. From room 237. And uh, Scatman shows up and talks to him. And he's like, hey, man, look, I know that was a real bummer. What with your dad trying to murder you and the ghost monsters and all. But let me show you a little trick I learned from my mom. Because my grandpa grandma. was a real... Oh, yeah, from my grandma. Because my grandpa was a dick. A and, big, giant dick. 
And he did the same thing until I stuck him in the box. So you can stick things in the box. Yes. So are you saying he he that guy that uh, Doc stuck a a big black dick in a box? I mean, it's implied heavily. I mean, I'm assuming his grandfather was black, but you know, since he was, but I mean, they, he could have been white. Yeah, that's true. But for the joke purposes, big black dick in a box. For purposes of a joke, in air quotes. Yes. So uh, yeah, he learned. Scatman teaches him how to make mine prisons. Yes. To lock Which, away ghost monsters. I wish I had, like, mind prisons. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Just lock bread away in one. Yeah, I got his replacement over there. <laughs> Robot, Robot Lana? Yeah. Thank you, Christian, for that name. And uh, so that night he puts his newfound uh, mind prison into practice and locks up the uh, bathtub tub, lady. Tub girl? Oh, that's a different thing. <laughs> I, I That I would put in a mind prison as well. Uh, yeah, if only I could. <laughs> so uh, it works. He successfully uh, traps the tub lady and now can go back to being a normal kid who has suffered through horrific trauma. And gets no uh, psychiatric counseling. Yeah. It was the 80s. Yeah. So what do you think happens to him, Chris, when he becomes an adult? I mean, I imagine he's well-adjusted, makes a series of good life decisions. Yeah. I mean, he's like the, like a CEO of a Fortune 500 company at this point, right? Yeah. Not, I mean, I can't see how untreated trauma and unchecked psychic abilities could possibly lead you to a life of debauchery and drug abuse. Hmm. Well, good thing we have this movie to provide reference. Oh, yeah, because I guess it turns out it leads him to a life of debauchery and drug abuse. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he uh, beats the hell out of a dude with a uh, pool ball. He probably killed that guy. Takes a girl home, does a bunch of coke with her, and has a bunch of sex. Yeah. What was in the bed with them when he woke up? Vomit. Oh, okay. Apparently, you never partied hard enough. Not, I've, no, I've never puked in my own bed or had anyone puke in my bed from partying too hard. I mean, I party all the time, party all the time, party all the time, but never uh, never partied that hard, apparently. Yeah. And so he does the only reasonable thing to do in that situation. Go puke in the toilet? Yeah. And then rob her. Well, he checks his wallet first and finds out his money isn't there. And he's like, wait a second. Did she steal from me? Well, I'm going to steal my money back. Yeah. And then uh, Scatman shows up. He's like, hey, I know it's been a little while, brother, but maybe don't do that. Also, she has a kid. Uh, maybe you shouldn't like steal food from the mouth of this child. Yeah. And he's like, fine. And then puts the kid in the bed with the vomit and a little bag of Cheetos. Yeah, that's quality parenting. I'm sure everything's going to turn out perfectly fine for those two. Oh, yeah. They're living. They're li- it's clean living. I don't see I don't see a problem there. Yeah. So now we uh, jump smash cut to a birthday party mm. in an affluent neighborhood. 
Yes, lots of affluence. Yes, much much affluence. And uh, there, uh, there's a birthday party going on. For and a girl. There's a, there's a magician. Yeah. And he's doing, you know, magician things. Quote unquote magic tricks. Yeah. Like literally pulls a rabbit out of a hat. Yeah. And uh, the girl whose birthday it is, Kadabra. <laughs> Alakazam? Yeah, Shazam. <laughs> She's like, hey, that's cool. I can do that thing with the spoons, too. And he's like, yeah, yeah, great kid, whatever. Yeah. And, and then she, uh, the parents go, later on, the parents go inside and like the cutlery drawer is open and like all the, sil- almost all the silverware is spread across the floor until they look up and see all this, all the rest of the silverware just hanging there at the top of the ceiling. Yeah. Chilling. Yeah. And she's like, told you I could do that thing too. And then it all comes crashing down behind the parents and they like jump six feet in the air, which is fantastic. Yeah. And then we, uh, we jump smash cut to another location where, uh, the vampires, I guess we'll call them. Yeah. That's basically what they are. Where hat and a uh, crow is everybody's got a really great name. Yes. Like Rose, the hat and Danny, the crow. They're uh, they're looking for they they all have the shine. Yes, and I guess that specifically, Hat can sense people super easily with the shine. Yes, so she found somebody who's juiced up, and she's oh, like, they call it steam. Yeah, and uh. Crow, I guess his job is like recon. He he goes and finds him. And he's yeah. like, hey, here she is. And uh, we meet up with Snakebite. Yeah, and this is like back in like when Casablanca was released in the theaters. I thought it was still right? current day. And it was just think, showing oh, it. No, I think you're right. Because she talks about like, yeah. Because there's like a FedEx store when they go outside. Well, that and like the conversation that she has in the theater implies that like they met online. Yeah, in some sort of AOL chat room or something. I don't know. Whatever the kids yeah. do. Because he's like, you're you're prettier than your picture, and she's like, you're older than your picture. And and like Danny's like, no, no, no. Watch watch what's gonna happen here. And Rose, because Rose is like, this is fucking boring. They're just talking. While we're watching two people just talk, I don't. I don't think that was supposed to be meta commentary, but it kind of became meta commentary. <laughs> and uh, and then her, go yeah, on. Ro, yeah, Rose tells the dude to sleep. Or not Rose. I'm sorry. Uh, Andy tells the uh, the dude to go to sleep, so he does. And then she picks his pocket. She takes his wallet, and then she's like, "Go to sleep even deeper." And she's like, "You know, you can explain away your lost wallet." But I'm going to carve the this these marks into your cheek, so that every time you see them, you'll you'll the scars. You'll think about the time you tried to fuck a like a 15 year old girl. 
Well, yeah, and and then he'll yell out, "I love kids" or some weird shit. Yeah, yeah. So basically, and, she's the dad from Firestarter. Yeah, and she goes to leave, and a uh, crow and hat stop her, and they're like, "Hey, that was cool that you did that thing. Why don't you uh, join up with us?" And you'll, what, it's like, uh, eat well, stay young, live long, or some shit? Yeah. Although she does try to push Rose, and Rose just is like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, cool, cool. Danny, Danny fall, like, Danny succumbed to it, but she doesn't. Yeah. And then, uh, so she heads off with them, or is abducted by them. To join up. A little column A, a little column B. Yeah. And uh, meanwhile, we meet back up with Dan. Is this where he wakes up on the underneath an overpass? Like, hung a fuck over? Yeah. And then uh, takes a bus to someplace not where he was. Yes. But he doesn't get there yet. He's just on the bus. Yeah. And, uh, so he gets there, he gets off the bus, and uh, he just happens to be uh, seen by a guy who's well, running. He sees, like, they do a cool shot where they they show him coming off the bus, and there's some, like, buildings that look like they're in the background, and then they slide the camera to the side, and you can see that they were shooting these tiny versions of the buildings as yeah. if they were the real buildings, and it was revealed that... This is some little like some like little amusement park called Tiny Town. Yeah, where kids can ride a tiny train around the the tiny town. Yeah, but the train is way out of scale to the buildings. Yes, it's gigantic. And uh, he meets up with the guy. I guess he runs Tiny Town. <laughs> Does he run Bartered Town though? <laughs> That's a fair question. <laughs> Who runs Bartered Town? And uh. The the guy's like, hey, you look like the kind of dude who's got some real problems and are yeah, running like, away you, from them. Yeah, and he's like, what are you running away from? And uh, Dr. Sleep's answer is myself, pretty much. So, yeah, that's working real well. Yeah. Because, you know, like Buckaroo Banzai said, wherever you go, there you are. That's true. And, uh... The, I don't know, conductor guy. Yeah, I guess yeah. for lack of a better name, tiny, tiny conductor. So the tiny conductor. That's one of my favorite Elton John songs. Yep. <laughs> he holds him close. <laughs> yeah. So he uh, he takes him to where he's staying and gets him uh, a place to stay, which he paid for in advance. Two weeks. It's eighty-five bucks a week, and the and, uh, tiny conductor paid for the two first two weeks. Yeah. And the rules are: you pay your rent, and you don't don't make a lot of noise. Yeah, which is reasonable. I have way worse landlords. <laughs> yep. And uh, and but then she and he's like, "Yeah, I'm a pretty quiet guy. Don't worry." He's like, "Yeah, that's what the last guy said. He was some math student, and maybe." like chalk paint this wall over here 
And then, I don't know, he was too loud. Chalk is super loud. Yeah. And so she kicked him out, but then the, the chalkboard paint is still on the wall. Yeah. And so she writes 85 bucks a week, behave on it. Fair. Then we uh we cut back to old snake bite. And uh they're having a ceremony to make her part of the what is it, the true knot? Yeah, the true knot. The vampire coven or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like they mentioned that name once and they didn't even need to do that. Really. And uh they're having a ceremony. Hat pulls out uh some crazy thermos. A thermos full of steam. Yeah. And uh, she gives the... Uh, that's the shine the steam is. That Yes. It's, yes. And they uh, they feed it to her. She goes super wild. It looks like it's uh, not fun to have that happen. No. Not the first time, anyway. Say she goes buck wild? Uh, I doubt I'd say that, but others could say it. Okay. And then, uh, you know, she writhes and screams and... As a generally unfun time. Yeah. And then we're back over to uh, Dr. Orb, where he has a nightmare, or not a nightmare, but he gets visited by uh, the the Kokor and her dead kid. Turns out that didn't go well. Yeah, um... Are we supposed to assume that she died like that day, like in the bed, like her vo- like choked on her own vomit or something? I assumed that. And then the kid okay. just starved to death. Because there was no one to take care of him. Yeah. Uh, insert train spotting joke here. Ugh. Well, I mean, there's also a dead baby in that. There is. And there's also underage sex in there too I guess yeah which was a yeah yeah so I mean accident accidental in that case but you know still not legal yeah <laughs> so maybe okay. this is train spotting three also who knows yeah I never saw train spotting two I need to watch that it was all right yeah I don't know. I couldn't understand why they put subtitles on Train Spotting One. Like they were perfectly understandable. Yeah, I could totally follow it. Yeah, I actually could. I was surprised. I was like, "Why are they subtitling this?" Like they're, like, you can understand what they're saying if you just listen. <laughs> I don't know. Begbie's a little rough sometimes. Yeah, a little bit, but when they're in the club, I needed it just because I couldn't hear them over the fucking music because I am apparently somebody's grandpa. <laughs> That's but fair. <laughs> that's different. <laughs> so anyway, back to a movie that's not a train spotting movie. So yeah, he sees them. Uh, he heads up to an AA meeting with a tiny conductor. Gets introduced to the local hospice director. He's like some kind of doctor. He does three days at the hospice. I don't know. He's just some kind of like small town medical guy i guess yeah like md like when i say medical guy i mean like md and he's rubbing at his wrist because you know apparently he's got the the heroin inches yeah and doc orb says 
Hey, uh, your watch. You were worried about the guy. You took it off. You put it on the bathroom. Don't worry about it. It's in the bathroom. Just, it's fine. Just go get it. He he, he put it on the bathroom, Chris? Yeah. That's how that works. <laughs> Not on the soap dispenser in the bathroom? No, on the entire bathroom. He went up in the ceiling <laughs> and put it up well, there. Well, thinking about the guy with, what was it, Goucher's? Goochers. Yeah. I was like, Goocher? I, I was hoping that they used the term Goocher just because of Stand By Me. I don't know if that was intentional, but I certainly hope it was. Uh, but yeah, it was like Goucher's disease or something to do with bones. Yeah. And so he... Uh, guys, so he didn't have the heroin itches. He just had lost his watch. And so the, the doctor guy calls him into his office, which for the record is a recreation of the office where Jack Torrance gives his interview at the Overlook. Yes. Which I was... A mark for. Yes. I could feel Chris's boner from here. I'm sorry about that. I didn't realize that's. You how, should be. That, that, I was sorry about it. That's for certain. I mean, I didn't know that's how boners worked, but. <laughs> if they're big enough, Chris. I certainly didn't think that was how mine worked then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think there was some kind of rift in time and space. And uh, he's like, hey, I'll give you a job at the hospice. That seems like a good place for a recovering alcoholic. Well, because he has orderly experience. I mean, how? what exactly are the duties of an orderly, Chris? At like, a place like, say, an old folks home. Uh, most, mostly involving bodily excretions. Right. And like, I was like, I was like. And then, like, so, like, but apparently it's hard for them to keep an orderly at the hospice, I guess, because you get attached to the people and then they die. Yeah, it's, it sounds like a real bummer of a job, to be honest. Yeah. So, uh, he takes up the job because he needs work. And he's in there one night. Mopping. Mopping the floor. And did you notice how he was mopping the floor, Chris? Poorly. He was mopping the floor in front of himself and walking forward. Yep. So what happens? You walk all over the spots that you mopped and you've left wet fucking footprints that then dry into a dirty outline on the floor that you just fucking mopped. Well, now, in fairness, he said he had experience as an orderly, not as a janitor. I mean, I'm pretty sure you you work your way up to orderly. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I think you just come I mean, in. Did you know, like, that's, like, physically made me angry watching that. Because, I mean, I've been paid to mop floors before, and that is not how you fucking mop a floor. <laughs> yeah. I, I literally, like, yelled at my TV, like, what are you doing? Yeah, you go backwards, son. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm not too proud to say that I've been paid to mop floors, and man, did that make me angry. Like I got paid a thing just above minimum wage to mop floors <laughs> and I could do it. If I could do it, he could do it. When I used to work in restaurants, if the new guys would piss me off, I would tell them to go mop the walk-in freezer, <laughs> which was a funny bit until one kid did it. 
and fucking shredded them up on the floor of the walk-in <laughs> freezer for the better part of a half hour. <laughs> it came out and told me, man, it keeps sticking to the floor. And there was just, it looked like hair. <laughs> and then I wasn't allowed to tell the new guys to get them off the walk-in freezer anymore. Oh, that's great. Well, I mean, normally you'd do it once and it would stick instantly and you'd go, ha ha, very funny. Yeah. But, hey, man, that kid had moxie. He was just doing what he was told. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, man. So, yeah, so he mops the floor very poorly. Yeah. And then uh, he sees the hospice cat go into one of the patient's rooms and he tries to get the cat. Well, the cat's name who is Azzy, who is which is obviously short for Azriel, the god of death, the, the angel of death. And he's uh, he's like, "Sorry, man, I'll get the cat." And he's like, "Uh, I think I'm dying." And Doctor Orb is like, "Uh, you're in hospice, so yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's that's yeah. kind of why you're here, brother." And he said, "No, I mean actively, because the cat knows, man. The cat knows." So, uh, Doc Dorb sleep in order to reassure him communicates well, telepathically. Does, well, the old guy does actually like call him doctor. Or yeah, doc. he calls him doc. He's like, I'm not a doctor. And he's like, yeah, sure you are. Yeah. So he uses his shine to talk to the guy in his brain parts to reassure him that everything's cool. And that, uh, he knows for a fact that you don't you don't just disappear. You're still here. There is something yeah. after. Well, yeah, because he's been talking to fake Scatman for years now. Yeah. So so obviously he lived at least. Or, or continued on. I won't say lived. And then he calls him Dr. Sleep. And we all can rejoice that they did the thing. They said the name in the movie. Yeah. Take a drink. Oh. Good point. Yeah. And then he uh, goes home, and there is hello written on the chalkboard wall. With a smiley face and the O. Yeah, and he just writes back, hi. And goes to bed. Jump smash cut. Eight years later. Yes. Uh, Doc Dorb has managed to to stay sober the entire time. Yeah, he's there like his getting his getting his eight year chit, I believe. Yeah. Uh gives a rousing speech about how uh drinking was what made him used to feel close to his dad, because that was the only thing he really knew about his dad. Because his dad was drunk and angry. Yeah. But he decided to do the right thing. Um He's a superstar at the old folks' home, or at the hospice, because yep. he he helps people pass on. Although the one guy who died, uh, the first guy who died, did like release some steam when he died. Did you yeah. notice that? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Just a tiny bit. Well, I think it's alluded to that everybody has a little bit of the shine. Yeah. But some people just have more. Yes. And we uh we see that he keeps talking to uh chalkboard 
which turns out is Kadabra. Yes. And then we uh, we meet back up with the vampires. And they're very hungry. Yeah. Because, you know... The shine, the shine's not so much a thing anymore. Yeah, what with the internet and all. Yeah, I mean, p- kids are too busy, like, playing Fortnite rather than playing guess what's on the... what If it's a square, circle, star, or three wavy lines on the other side of this card. Yeah. And, uh... They track down a kid who's got the shine. In Adair, Iowa, which is a place and is uh, was part of the, the sports conference that my school was part of. Uh, along with, well, because it was Adair Casey, because there was two towns to make one school, which is not uncommon for the small towns in Iowa. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, hey, they... Uh, and and the area didn't look too unlike Iowa, even though it was a little flat. A little flat. Iowa, Iowa's not flat. So, but it was, I was like, oh, look, this actually kind of, they're doing a better job with this than the crazies did. Fair enough. Yes. And uh, everybody stop and say hi to original Danny Torrance, who is Baseball Kid's dad. Yeah. I was trying to figure out who the uh, who they were playing. I couldn't think of a of a town nearby that had an M in the name, but or started the name. But you know, that's just me. And uh, so the kids walking home after the game, which is weird. Um. Yeah, probably a bit weird at this time. Like twenty, thirty years ago, it would not have been weird. Yeah, but 2019. Yes, that would be weird. And uh, even in Iowa, the the vampires show up and they're like, "Hey, good game, buddy. Want you Number uh, 19? Want you hop into our totally uh, child molester van?" Yeah, well, I mean, it's not white. It doesn't say free candy on the side. It can't be a child molester van. Fair enough, I guess. And they uh. They use snake bite to make him get in the car. They take him to some, I don't know, abandoned facility of some sort. It's a, it's an ethanol plant. So Eth- they, where they would turn corn into ethanol. Ah, and they, uh, man, they murdered the shit out of this kid. Well, yes, because fear purifies the steam as does pain. So they make sure that he suffers a lot of fear and a lot of pain. Yeah, and it's uh it's definitely they're they're a bunch of murder dads for sure. Uh they're they're like a murder family. Yeah. And uh old Cadabra senses it. Yeah, she kinda is watching along. And she starts freaking out. Yeah, and so and the, she, does she bring Danny with her or is she kind of like, I think Danny's connected to her and she's connected to the kid. So we yeah. kind of getting like secondhand uh, nightmares about it. Yeah. So she, but uh, Rose, Rose senses her at one point while they're yeah. like murderized, mur- murdiddly the kid, Chris murdiddly erdler. And then, uh, she, Blasts a uh, red rum 
onto the chalkboard wall because of that movie. Remember that? Remember? Oh, this the shinning. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Doctor writes who, and she says baseball boy. Yeah. And then they bury the kid in the abandoned ethanol plant. Yes. So now the the kid's been buried. Shallowly. Very. He's in a shallow grave. And uh, so Cadabra decides to uh, Nancy Drew this shit and figure out who this kid was. Yeah, so she basically goes to the uh, the missing and exploited children's website and just starts scrolling through names until she or scrolling through pictures until she sees this kid is like, oh, that's the one I saw. Yeah. And so, uh, she decides to try to find the vampire people. Specifically this, Hat. Well, is this when she meets with Danny? Well, first she, first she finds Hat at the supermarket. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the scene from the trailer. And they uh, they kind of come into contact with each other. Hat's like, oh, hey, how's it going? Thinking she's hot shit. Yep. But turns out that old Cadabra's uh, hotter. Yep, her shit is hotter. Yeah. And just <laughs> blows her across the supermarket. Yeah. And then Rose is like, oh, boy, she's going to be tasty. Yeah. And then she uh she tells Crow like man this this one, oh man. She's gonna keep us well fed. Yeah. Then she uh. I she decides th- to meet up with Dan finally. Yeah. With old Doc Dorb. Yeah. So she yeah so Cadabra approaches Doc Dorb at the tiny train, and. He's like, you know, I probably shouldn't be sitting here on a park bench with a teenage girl. And she's like, that's fine. We'll just call you Uncle Danny because you're my uncle. Yeah. And according to the IMDb trivia, apparently in the book, she he actually was her uncle. Oh, apparently, Dan, Danny's dad had an affair with her grandmother. Wild. It, yeah. So... He's like, okay, fine. I guess we can call me Uncle Danny because it's not like uncles ever molest children. Yeah, they got a good track record. Yeah. And so she's like, oh, so you're you're like me. He's like, or you're magic like me. And he's like, well, I call it the Shining because that's what the guy, that's what the Scatman called it. And yeah, you know, you shouldn't be doing. You should like basically. I think he's like, you should just bury it deep down and never deal with it because. That way lies madness. Yeah. And she's like, fuck that. I'm a teenager and I have powers, so I'm going to fucking use them. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, yeah, good on you, kid. Yeah. I mean, like, what else is a teenager going to do? (laughs) Yeah. I didn't even have powers and you couldn't tell me not to do something when I was a teenager. Exactly. I mean, Hotlanta, you still can't tell him not to do things. Yeah. He has no powers. (laughs) None at all. Yes, whatever the opposite of powers are. <laughs> He's not even a teenager, physically. 
So, uh... Uh, what? I don't know. Well, they, um, I don't know, like, probably some other bullshit happens, but eventually, uh, they, uh, lay a trap, or, uh, Kadabra lays a trap for the hat. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, because hat, Hat's trying to find her, but Kadabra lays a little trap for her, so she... Tries to break into Kadabra's mind. Hat does. Mm-hmm. But Kadabra's like, yeah, I figured you were going to do that. But what I'm going to do is do the same thing you're trying to do. Yeah, they have this creepy, like, effect where they, like, fuzzed uh, Kadabra's eyes out. And when she was talking to the hat, and then, like, so they have, like, a big, like, wall of filing cabinet drawers for Kadabra's mind. And the hat goes looking through him, and then one of the drawers slams shut and, like, crushes the hat's hand. And then they cut to Kadabra, like, rifling through, like, a card catalog in a big cathedral for uh, Rose, the hat's brain. But, like, she moves, like, in a very, like, quick and twitchy manner. And yeah. just, like, speedily rifles through. It's, it's, it's mildly unsettling. Yeah, it, it apparently is incredibly unpleasant for the person you're doing it to. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're like rifling through their memories very quickly. I can't imagine that's fun. And, uh, hat manages to get out, comes back, her hands all fucked up. And, uh, like, and her astral form slamming back into her body, like knocks her off of the RV. So she also just falls off the RV. Yeah. Oh, I will say when she's traveling, like astrally, they do a cool effect where she is always oriented upwards in the screen, no matter how she's oriented to the world. And so the world kind of rotates around her, which is kind of cool visual effect. Yeah. So, uh, Kadabra gets back up with Doc Dorb. Well, we also, um, the fireman dies. Oh uh, yeah. We never even mentioned him. Yeah, the fireman well, the, is Uncle Fleck. He's like some dude who apparently hasn't been right since the 60s, since Nixon was in pres- was president. But he, uh, he's been slowly dying uh, of old age, I guess. And they kind of imply that maybe he was a soldier back in Roman times. Yeah. And uh, but finally, he's just he can't the steam can't sustain him any longer. And so he like reverts back into steam and they all inhale him. Yep. Which is what Chris is going to have people, Chris is going to have people start his ashes when he dies. They're going to vape my ashes, son. That's his, that's his retirement plan. Yeah. <laughs> so, to uh, be vaped. <laughs> you got to have a plan. I mean, cause a mausoleum is not a retirement plan. However, yeah. vape pen might be. It's not a good plan, but it is a plan. <laughs> So, uh, Kadabra gets back in touch with Doc Dorb, and she's like, hey, if you can go find the glove, we can find the cult, the vampires, and take it to them. And he's like, hmm, that seems weird. Let me go get my close personal friend. I also don't have a car. Yeah. So he gets his buddy, the, uh, tiny conductor, 
and they hop into his like Toyota Camry yeah. and head to Iowa. No, yes, they had they drive to Iowa, um, and because she had like automatic written like what a sign said at the uh, at the ethanol plant. It was because it was like closed down for further you know until further notice, and so they find out where that is. And they drive there and they start digging and they find like a foot and then they uncover like the kid's hands and then his face and then everyone just starts vomiting. Yeah. And the the whole plan was to get the kid's baseball glove because one of the vampires touched it and Cadabra can trace where they are with that. Yes. So they head back to meet up with Cadabra, who's a dad, not super happy that they showed up understandably yeah. yeah oh yeah sure my uh my my what 13 year old daughter talking to uncle danny on the internet and he shows up to to spend to, to say hi fuck that <laughs> yeah but uh cadabra but, blasts him in the brain to show what's, him what's up yeah and he's like oh cool i mind. need several drinks now Yes. You want one, uh, Dr. Orb? And Dr. Orb is like, no, eight years sober. Don't want to end it because of this. Yeah. So, uh, they come up with a plan. Because if she can find them, they can probably find her. So if they put her somewhere that they can, that they know where she's at, they can then lure the vampires there and spring a trap on them. So they, uh, they head off in the middle of the woods. Yep. Because a tiny conductor used to hunt. So he has some hunting rifles. Yeah. But he doesn't hunt anymore because he, he like winged a deer, which is a weird thing to say, but he winged a deer and the, and encountered the deer like a couple of years later and its shoulder was all rotten smelling from, you know, not receiving medical treatment because apparently deers don't have medical plans. It's the deer healthcare system is woefully, woefully behind the times. Thanks, dear Obama. So they, uh, they set their trap. The vampires show up. Except for the hat. One crow. And crow. And, And, uh, they start talking to the girl, but then they find out the girl is just one of her stuffed animals. Yeah, she done tricked them. Yep. And they uh, they get shot up. Pretty bad. And every time they get shot, they uh, they like have some agonizing torment and then turn to steam. Yeah. And uh, it's down to just uh, Doc Dorb, Tiny Conductor, and Snakebite. And uh. They get snake bite, and with her dying breath, she convinces Tiny Conductor to blow the brains out of his head. Convince him she pushes him to. She tells him to kill himself. Yeah. Which I kind of wish they'd they'd engineered a way for her to tell him to jump just to provide another reference to Firestarter. But, you know, I mean, I guess you can only push things so far. That's true. And as all this nonsense is going on, back Rose at a, is unhappy. Well, the hat is very unhappy every time someone dies. Yeah, she like she like is is 
emotionally pained. So, uh, she's, back, she's watching it somehow. Yeah, she's just chilling out, watching it with her brain. Yeah, like you do. And uh, as all this is happening in the woods, Crow is back at Cadabra's house, where he is taking out Pops and is and, pumped her full of anti-shine drug. Well, it's some kind of sedative of some kind. I'm just going to assume it's heroin. Fair enough. And uh, abducts Cadabra, so her and Crow are going to go meet up with uh, Hat. And, but she's like driving, he's driving a long fucking ways. Like, Hat must be like back in Ohio or something. The amount of time that they're driving. Yeah. And so, uh, Danny finds Cadabra with his brain powers. Well, Danny, uh, he goes to the house. Finds the dad dead, Cadabra missing, Tiny Conductor is dead, and there on the counter is a bottle of single malt scotch. And so he grabs the bottle, goes back to his place, and try, decides whether or not to have a drink. Yeah. And he decides not to have a drink and instead try to find out where Cadabra is. So he like starts sending his thoughts out trying to find her. Until he remembers that he is a radio, not a broadcaster. And so he instead he switches himself over to listen instead of broadcast and eventually finds her thoughts. Yeah. And uh, he comes up with a plan to kind of possess Cadabra. Yeah. And uh, he's like, so... uh. He's like, I, haven't been hung, I feel hung over and I haven't been hung over in eight years and I certainly don't miss it. Yeah. And Crow's like, hey, you're not a 13 year old. What's up, buddy? <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, you can tell someone's lived a little too long and is a little too arrogant when uh, they don't consider themselves killable anymore. They do things like not wear seatbelts. And instead, buckle the the girl up with two seat belts. Yep. And then they uh they combine then, their forces, Captain Planet style, to make him run into a tree. Yeah, they like telekinetically like turn the wheel into the tree until the van drives into the tree, and the crow flies through the windshield. Yep. Go straight. Yep. As the crow flies. And uh. So Doc Dorb meets up with Cadabra. So you say it was so it's more like caw caw crash fuck I'm dead. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. That's bad. You're bad for that. <laughs> and we haven't watched the crow for the movie for the podcast yet. It's kind of a horror movie, but it's real good. It's all right. I think I haven't seen it in a long time. Siskel, I remember Siskel. I remember like seeing the commercials for it and being like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, whatever. Then I heard like Siskel and Ebert like both gave it thumbs up and I was like, and their review sounded really cool. So I was like, oh, I should watch this. And then I didn't get a chance to watch it for like three or four more years later. And then I watched it. I was like, this movie's really good. So uh, anyway, Doctor finds Cadabra and. He's like, so here's the plan now. There's only one left. 
We're going to go to the Overlook because it's horrible for regular folk like us with well, the shine. It's horrible. Yeah, it's horrible for people with the shine, but it's even worse for people who eat the shine. Yeah. And they uh they head back. He uh takes a walk around. Okay, when you say head back, Chris, could you describe the drive for us, please? Well, you remember how they drove there in The Shining? At the beginning? Yeah, it's literally that. Yeah. Like, only, literally that. Yeah, only they, like, digitally, like, altered a few things. Like, added snow and made it dark. Yeah. Which was a pretty wild baller, callback. Pretty baller move. And he, uh, he heads down to the, the boiler room where... Apparently, he turns on the boilers. Yeah, he turns on the boilers. All the electricity still works, because I guess they never shut that off. Well, I mean, presumably the electricity is coming from the hotel feeding on his shine. What Slowly. Well, okay. Because he's like wakey, wakey, and then like the lights start coming on. And, uh, you know, he goes back uh, a trip down memory lane and sees where his dad busted open the doors and his his mom screamed. Yeah, the window yeah. they jumped out of in the bathroom. Yeah. And eventually he ends up at the bar. Yeah. And uh he has a talk with uh his dad who is now taking the place of uh Lloyd, right? Yeah. And offers him a drink of Jack Daniels. Yeah. And he's like, no, oh, that that was yours. That wasn't mine, man. Yeah. yeah and like, he, I, they do a really good job of like of like making you feel the weight of the decision of whether or not he takes a drink. Like both here and in earlier when he was in his room. Like I mean they didn't do that so much in the shiny, but in this one, like the bottle has like a physical presence that, or a narrative presence that is kind of cool. Yeah. And, uh, he basically, you know, he, he did what his dad couldn't and he fought the overlook and came out the other side. Okay. Yeah. He survived. Yeah. Just as Hat shows up, and uh, they have their confrontation in the room where he was typing his well, novel. Well, the Hat or the Hat experiences like the the blood gushing out of the elevator. Yeah, and it's like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's just like neat. Yeah, and uh. Hat is taken aback because she can't believe she never noticed old uh, Doctor before. Well, at first, um, well, no, like, so they 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 had the confrontation in the 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 whatever atrium, the grand room where like he did his typing and his tennis ball throwing in The Shining, and so then she thinks she enters Abra's mind, and it's the lab the the topiary at labyrinth in the winter, yeah. And but Abra keeps like slicing her with a knife and like, as she runs by quickly 
And eventually she catches Abra, but then realizes that they're not in Abra's mind. And kicks herself out. And and then Danny tells Abra to run. And and the rose and the hat uh attacks Danny or attacks Dr. Orb, who's defending himself with an axe, and ends up putting and she puts the axe into his uh inner thigh and cuts yeah. his femoral cuts his femoral artery, which I've bled from. Not not a whole lot, but it's still kind of scary to see yourself bleeding from your femoral artery. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I was in the hospital when it happened, so it was less of a problem. <laughs> But, uh, and then he, she's, uh, starts, she's like, oh, who are you? Like, how did we miss you? And, you know, well, we all know it's cause he buried himself in like as many bottles of alcohol as he could find and, uh, didn't want to shine any more than he had to ever. And though she starts probing through his mind and finds his boxes. Yeah. And she's like, oh, what tasty treats are in these? And he's like, no, stop. Don't. No, please don't do this. And so she opens up all of the uh, boxes and all the ghost monsters from the Overlook get back out. Yeah, because he's like, oh, no, they're they're not. It's not the shine that's in there. It's something that's really, really hungry. Yep. And they all they all eat hat shine. Yep. Yeah. Like literally like pull her apart. Yeah. And, uh, Abra runs off to room 237. Yeah. And, uh, Dan, the Dorb is now kind of possessed by the Overlook because he can't maintain anymore. He's gone full Jack Torrance. Yep. And, uh, he catches up with Kadabra, manages to fight his way back out. Well, she kind of pushes the the hotel back enough for him to come out. I yeah. feel like with, is is how that's presented. Yeah. And uh, he's like, "Look, I kind of planned for this eventuality. I rigged up the place, so it's gonna go up." Yeah, I didn't just turn on the boilers. I uh, put the I I uh, did it in a way that's gonna cause the boilers to explode. Yeah, and he's like, "I'm I'm taking the whole place with me." Get the fuck out. So, uh, Kadabra runs off. The Overlook goes up. And, uh, then we... And when the, and when the boilers explode, somehow everything catches on fire. Even though they're literally, like, just steam bombs. Yeah, it would probably just have exploded. Yeah. But, yeah, it would have, like, literally been blown to smithereens, not burnt to the ground. So then we cut to uh, future time. And Kadabra's talking with old Doc Dorb. And he's like, hey, you know, I used to think that the right thing to do was just push it all down, push it all down. But now, you do you. Shine it up, girlfriend. Yeah. And uh, her mom hears her talking. She's like, "What are you? who are you talking to? And she says nobody, but then she changes her mind. She's like, no, you know what? I got the shine. I'm talking to Doc Dorb. I talked to Dad. I talked to everybody. That's just yeah. how it is. And Mom's just like, yeah, cool. And then I'm going to go in the bathroom and apparently, like, mind-rape tub girl. Yep. 
And that's it. What a way to end the movie. Tub Girl. That's how every movie should end. Mind raping Tub Girl. Yeah. So, Chris, what did you think of this movie? I liked it. It, uh, it's a little on the long side. It, if it should have been shorter for being a movie, but I think this really would have been better as like a, like a six part Netflix original or something. The story is pretty interesting. It has a lot of fun callbacks. There's some like, shot for shot recreations they do to the original shining there's some good subtle stuff that calls back to it like when he's talking to the doctor guy to get the job at the hospice place that's the recreation it it does a pretty good job of being a sequel to a kubrick film which if you were <laughs> to say that to somebody that sounds like a crazy task to Undertake. Is it the first sequel to a Kubrick film? It very well might be. But I think they do a pretty good job of towing the line between being a sequel to The Shining movie, which is almost not recognizable as The Shining book Stephen King wrote, but still managed to make it a sequel to The Shining book. The acting is pretty solid throughout. The I mean, Ewan McGregor, uh, Re- Rebecca Ferguson, and was it Kylie Curran? Is that who plays Cadabra? Like, they're all real solid. Yeah. And actually, uh, Snakebite's real good, too. Oh, what, Emily Allen Lind, I think her name is. She's yeah. got like, two other sisters that act and a mom that acts. But yeah, they're all, every, everybody's really solid in this. You could have easy cut a half hour out of this just by toning down some of the more unnecessary shots made it a down to two hours, which I think would be more tolerable for a movie. But it's... While it's not really a horror movie as such, when they go for it, it's wildly unpleasant when they want it to be. The whole part it's with a, the kid at the ethanol plant is just hardcore. Yeah, and there's some good Uncanny Valley stuff with uh, when Cadaver traps uh, the hat. As I continue to harp on Uncanny Valley stuff, because apparently that's what gets that's what gets under my skin. I mean, if you're if you're looking for a sequel to The Shining to be anything like the original Shining movie was. That's not what this is. This is definitely more of a continuation of what happens to Danny afterwards. And they, uh, I just like the idea of what The Shining is. It's interesting. It. The only stuff I can come up with is just nitpicky stuff. What? You nitpicky? Yeah. It was weird that all of a sudden they just decided to go on a kill rampage. Which, I mean, I guess if you have psychic powers, you know they're bad people, but that other guy didn't have psychic powers, or limited, I guess. He knew they killed a kid and buried him in a shallow grave in an ethanol plant in Iowa. 
Yeah, but he seemed like way more of a call the cops kind of a guy than vigilante justice kind of a guy. Mm. But I mean, I say definitely give this one a watch. It baffles me how this did so poorly in theaters. I don't know if that was just bad marketing. It was bad timing for me. I wanted to see it in the theater and I didn't get a chance to because it was just bad timing. But yeah, if you like, if you want to see a good Stephen King movie, this one ranks up there pretty near the top of good Stephen King adaptations. Maybe the best one. I'm not sure. I never read the book. But yeah, I say this one's definitely worth your two plus hours if you got it. What do you say, Troy? Well, I started this movie at 11 o'clock at night after having run a session of Dungeons and Dragons and about four or five beers. And I was like, I'll watch like a half hour, an hour of this, and then I'll finish it up in the morning so that I can, you know, be done before the podcast. And then I just watched the whole damn thing because I was thoroughly engaged to the entire fucking movie. So I recommend this movie. Um, things I would cut would be like the backstory for snake bite, because why does that matter in any way? If you're going to show any of the vampires backstories, you show the hats because she is the most interesting of them, but they don't, they choose to show snake bites in, induction into the vampire society for some unknown reason. I feel like that could have easily been cut. Um, I mean, we didn't need to know that much about the vampires. We just know that they, they, they eat the, the steam from people who have the shining and go like, that's all we need to know about these people. And, um, I, I, the good Iowa represent uh, good Iowa representation in this movie, so that was good. I always appreciate that in a movie, uh, you know, because I enjoy good uh, POC uh, representation. That's uh, people of corn, of course. Yes, and um, I don't know. Overall, I, this is a solid ass movie. I, I'm kind of there for Mike Flanagan movies, though, or his projects. I loved Oculus. Really loved uh, the Haunting of Hill House. This just continues my my enjoyment of his uh, directorial projects. So I, I'm I'm down to watch anything else that he has done. Maybe someone could suggest uh, the Ouija movie that he did, just to make Chris suffer through that. Just just saying, if anyone wants to recommend that, I'll add it to the list. Um, yeah, I I have nothing but praise for this. Well. I, I have a lot of praise for this movie. I do have, you know, it could be shorter. There is some stuff that could be cut out of this movie. I was tempted to rent the director's cut of this movie, which is a solid three hours apparently, but they only had it for purchase, not for rent. So I rented the theatrical version instead because I am not an insane monster. Just a regular monster. Exactly. I'm a sane monster. So I'm assuming Brett would like this movie as well, even though it's two and a half hours long. I don't know why he would have a problem with it at all. I mean, it's not like he hates long movies. This movie does not feel two and a half hours long, though. So that's good. What are we watching next week, Chris? We are watching Waxworks, as recommended by friend of the show and 
was scissor cousin uh scissor sister mad alex yes or as hot doggy extraordinaires i put on the list so we'll see what that's about what if other people who don't necessarily have podcasts want to recommend a movie well i mean they're going to be put down the list because obviously we give preference to podcasters because we are podcasters. Well, actually, no. That was literally the first movie Matt had ever recommended to us. So I moved him to the top of the list. Because I like to give new people preference. Because I am a terrible person, probably. Uh, but if they want to reach out to us, they can reach out to us in a number of different ways. You could go. You could email us at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. You could go onto Facebook and go to the Slaughter Prince, Slaughterhouse Princess uh, Facebook page and message us there. You could go to our Discord and message us there because we are we're at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com. You can go to our subreddit where we might see it, but that is r slash shp podcast. Um, if you wanted to listen to us in some way other than the way you're doing, uh, you could go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean. Uh, Spotify, iHeart Music, and you could yell at your Echo or your Google Home and tell them to play Slaughterhouse Princess podcast. Um, otherwise, if you want to support us in some other way, you could go to patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com and pledge to us there. And a tremendous shout out to all of our patrons. We do appreciate your support. Uh, it's 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 amazing. And, uh, or you could go to store.slaughterhouseprincess.com and buy yourself a like eight foot by 11 foot tapestry of our logo, or maybe just a sticker. You know, I mean, some people are extra and some people aren't. Fair enough. Oh, you can also contact us at Slaughter Prince on Twitter, which is Slaughter Princess with no vowels in princess. Mm hmm. I'm probably missed something else, but whatever. Whatever, it's indeed. Not- it's not my job to do this. It's Hotlanta's job, and Hotlanta is not here. So, whatevs. So come back next time for Waxworks. And while other podcasts think about movies, we'll drink about movies. Bye. I don't know anything else he's done off the top of my head. I know the guy's name. Uh, Oculus. Uh...